If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You know, Simon Fraser University thought that the cancellation of its football program would be just a one-day story. Well, they were very wrong about that. The cancellation of varsity football has outraged those who were associated with the program, those who'd ever been in the program, and alumni of the school, and really anyone, because you can't help but sympathize with these young people who chose this program to help further their athletic career, something they had been working on all throughout their high school years, and now they're kind of being left in the cold here. And I think what makes this story even more infuriating is how SFU has handled this whole situation. Well, Three Down Nation is all about Canadian football online and with its podcast, of course, editor and contributor JC Abbott is with us now to talk more about this story. Good morning, JC. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Well, thanks for talking about this. Like, what has the reaction been like in the football community to this story? It's been absolutely devastation across the board. I mean, from the amateur level, it's it's one less place to play uh, for kids at the high school level that I coach. You know, they see opportunities going away for people involved in this program. It's you know chaos right now, trying to find a, a new opportunity, a, a new job for staff, and then for for everyone from alumni to people at the CFL level. It's scrambling to try and find the solution to stop this from happening because nobody in this country wants to see another football program go down the drain. All right, let's talk about the way in which this happened. First off, and Jesse, you said you teach high school football. So was there any indication of this? Like, was SFU still recruiting for this? Did people still think this was a viable choice for them? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there there was a budget. This was all agreed to. They had a place to play next season. Now, there was some uncertainty going forward because their affiliation with the Lone Star Conference was set to end after the 2023 season, but they still had a full schedule this coming year. They had a staff in place. They recruited a full recruiting class. They were bringing people in, new students. Um, Every indication was that they were going to play and figure it out going forward. And then the act came down rather unexpectedly. Um, for everyone involved. Okay, so this is the problem. This is the big part of what I have a problem with. So they were still promising people like academics, like athletic scholarships, academic careers, and then those people had the, those students had the the rug kind of yanked out from under them. Yeah, and and to their credit, and there's not much you can credit them for at this stage, but they will honor athletic scholarships for this coming year for yeah, any one students year. who remain at the school. Um, but for, for a lot of these students, the reason why they're choosing SFU is because of football and because of the opportunities uh, it gives them. I mean, especially for some of the American students who have come over to play for the SFU team, they're taking out student loans in, in addition to their scholarships in order to be able to pay for the international student fees to play at SFU. And so they may not make that financial decision if it wasn't for the fact they get the opportunity to play on the football team. That was the draw. 
right. as much as, as they're invested in their academics, but they can have those academics at, at institutions closer to home for a lower cost. And to have this sprung on them without any warning, uh, it puts them in an extremely bad situation, particularly with the timing of where it comes in the football calendar. I know the official line from SFU has been that they wanted to make this decision earlier rather than later in order to give their student-athletes time to find other options. Well, quite frankly, they picked the worst possible time. They'd already gone through spring camp. They had their spring scrimmage. That's the same for all other schools. Most scholarships are filled across the board. There will be a couple spots open. Don't get me wrong. Some students do choose to transfer at this time of year. But you're talking about very limited opportunities compared to if they had made this decision earlier in the year, uh, in December or January, or if they'd given a full year warning and said, hey, this is the last season. Start making your plans for 2024. Exactly. Okay, so JC here, what were their... Um, what were their options here? From what I understand is they didn't even try to find a way back into playing with Canadian universities. Yeah, so essentially they play in NCAA Division II. Um, that's across all sports at SFU. It has been for the last few years. Um, the problem they're facing as a football team is they don't have a conference to play in. The, the GNAC, the Great Northwest, Athletic Conference folded a few years ago because several other football teams ran into trouble and folded. So there's not a lot of teams in the Pacific Northwest area for them to play. They had an affiliate arrangement with the Lone Star Conference in Texas. So that's where they were playing their games the last couple of years. Uh, The Lone Star Conference did not want to bring them back because of travel costs and whatnot. So they had a choice. They could have had an independent schedule in Division Two, and essentially scrambled to find their own teams to play and, and separate themselves from any conference, book it all themselves. Uh, they could have tried to go into the NAIA, which is where actually SFU played for a long time, yeah. dating back to the start of the program. But again, there's a shortage of teams there and, and it doesn't seem like they were they didn't, thrilled about that. I guess, JC, the point is they didn't really try, right? We know that they didn't no. apply or phone anybody about, hey, can you help us out? No, and, and the big one, and this is what everyone will point to, is U-sports, right? The, the teams in Canada that play Canadian rules. SFU was involved with them for, for a few years uh, in, in the 2000s. There was conversations had with U-sports. I, I can say that. But no formal application was made. And SFU will say this is a complex process that the company line that it's unprecedented to get an exception to be a single sport member in U Sports. But there is very little doubt in my mind that had they pressed this issue, had they actually applied, had they tried, gotten the the backing of alumni and, and the CFL and all the stakeholders here behind them. I very much believe that that Canada West and and the U Sports would have said yes to this exception. You know, JC, I know they didn't try. That's the thing that gets me too. Listen, we're going to keep talking about this story too, JC. So thanks for joining us and hopefully we'll talk to you in the future about this. Excellent. Thanks for having me on.